Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. A podcast dedicated to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League right here in Ireland. Your host, Alan Byrne, alongside us ever, Boo Earns himself, Owen Byrne. Owen, what's going on? Well, Alan, good to be back another week. Uh, quarter of the way through the season. And that's both happy and sad. It's going too yeah. quick. Absolutely, is going way too quick. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, four weeks in. Yeah. Still a lot of football ahead, but yeah, passing us by. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And we're all back healthy and happy this week on. A bit yeah, under the weather last oh, week. I'm 90%, 90%. Much Pretty better. Good. Still a ways to go. Good, yeah. Well, lots more football action this week. And uh, yeah, as we say, four weeks in and... Uh, yeah, lots, lots going on. So uh, let's get right into the news. But let me hit you with some knowledge. All right, bit of news to talk about this week. Uh, some changes going on. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo hit with injury for the 49ers. Saw the introduction of rookie sensation Trey Lance, third overall pick. In this year's draft, had a good day, certainly fantasy-wise, and looks like uh, could be a fantasy player for uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, definitely would have been uh, someone you would have been looking at as a good fantasy option because obviously uh, he's a big runner of the ball and he was stringing some passes together too. Uh, no sloppy turnovers. He did pretty okay. Yeah, yeah, better getting the old W, but uh, you know they'll they, they'll certainly come. Uh, another rookie uh, QB for your own beloved Bears. Yeah, Justin Fields gets the nod this week uh, with the injured uh, with the injury to uh, the Red Rifle, and uh, Fields uh, had a much better day uh, this weekend as he had last weekend. Yeah, uh, played much better. Now the offense moved much smoother. Things like that. It's hard to tell. I mean, the Detroit team is really bad. They're poor, poor side. So it's hard to tell how much improvement there was in comparison to the uh, talent of opposition. Yep. Chance of can we play you every week would uh, certainly uh, be heard around the Chicago's sidelines. Uh, that would be enjoyable. That would be enjoyable. Yeah, Matt Nagy 6-1. and one. Through his seven games against the uh, Lions as the uh, head coach of the Bears. Of course, had their own injury misfortune this week. David Montgomery down in the backfield. Yeah. Out for, uh, mm-hmm. for a few weeks. Yeah, it looks like he's going to be out four or five weeks uh, with a sprained knee, I think they ended up calling it. They were pretty happy he wasn't. He didn't tear his ACL or anything like that. Um, just a sprain. Um, so, good news and bad news, but... Yeah, he's going to be missed. Uh, very underrated, I feel like, and kind of goes unnoticed. Has a, a lot of 100-yard games. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not a weekend uh, littered with injuries that we saw through the first three, but still a couple of note. Um, uh, bad one to DJ Chark, particularly. Yeah, DJ Chark, uh, broken ankle, going to miss the rest of the year. Uh, another one, Will Fuller, injured again, back on IR, going to be out for at least three weeks. Sick um, note. Julio Jones, AJ Brown, we mentioned them last week with hamstring injuries, both missed 
Um, Dalvin Cook still not a hundred percent either. Um, just need to keep an eye on them with their training this week, and hopefully they'll be back out there on Sunday. Yeah. Other news, of course, is that this weekend marks the first game in London in two seasons as the New York Jets host the Atlanta Falcons at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And uh, everyone should set their clocks. That's going to be a, that's going to be an early kickoff in the afternoon on Sunday. We've got a feast of football Sunday. Yeah, uh, starting early. Was it half two kickoff? I think or half. Yeah, somewhere on there. Somewhere on the two, two half two. Uh, uh range um so it's gonna run right into red zone and on all night it's gonna be class <laughs> lovely lovely uh of course a big loss to the atlanta falcons is that uh we're hearing that uh calvin ridley has not made the flight uh, due to personal reasons uh obviously a big loss to both the falcons and uh fantasy teams across the land yeah not much detail about it just uh personal reasons not flying won't be there won't be playing plan accordingly indeed indeed uh one other interesting thing happened over the weekend uh we had a game between the broncos and ravens which came down to uh well the, the broncos uh were, were well behind in the game and we came down to the last minute or so uh they were down by three scores took all three timeouts and took shots at the end zone uh eventually turned it over on downs uh, so the Ravens had a kneel down to kill the game, but instead they ran a draw play for the quarterback to get five yards. This was, of course, so that the Ravens could equal the long-standing record of 43 matches of having 100 yards rushing in every game in a row. After the game, Broncos coach uh, Fangio comes out and says that uh, the Ravens are wrong to do that, that they're jeopardizing player safety, etc., etc. Yet, he had taken three timeouts and shots at the end zone uh, for a meaningless score when they're down by trees. So, hard to know why uh, why he can complain. Yeah, I think uh, just probably just a bit sour after, uh, after the loss. And, you know, it's typical that you would take a knee there. Teams do take knees and... I mean, in his eyes, he's thinking we're trying to do one end of the game on a good note, trying to get a score, where it's a little more unnecessary for the Ravens to do it. But look, uh, those are the games. Uh, I thought it was a pretty fun thing. Uh, I thought it was fun that John Harbaugh knew uh, he was ready for it and that they went for it. They yeah, got, got it. the three yards they needed. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, uh, absolutely. They're going to be coming out running this week, trying to break that record. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing else really noted. I think on the injury front. Um, no, CMC's back in practice, and you know potentially could have a chance to play this week. Yeah, that'd be incredible if he does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Alrighty, let's get down to the week four rundowns. Uh. Week four is done and dusted with another good game in the West as the Chargers jumped on top of the AFC West, beating the previously unbeaten Raiders. Our game of the week comes by Greendale's Benchwarmers and their battle with I Might Have to Trade. Coming off their first win of the season, I Might Have to Trade came into the contest in high spirits. 
This is added to as Tyreek Hill broke from a two-week slumber to put on a clinic to the tune of a week's best 47.6 points. However, this would turn out to account for 30% of the total team score that week for I have to trade. Bridgewater, Sanders, Lamb and Mayfield all failed to hit 10 points with a goose egg from Naheem Hines to boot. In response, Greensdale had just Carson, their kicker in defense, on the lower side of 10 points and a goose egg of their own from Logan Thomas who was lost to injury early. But standout play from Henry Johnson and a massive 42.4 points from Cordero Patterson kept them afloat. As we headed to Monday night, I might have to trade had a slim 8.78 points lead. And Greensdale had a flying QB Derek Carr yet to play. Surely a win would be Greensdale's. However, the Raiders made heavy work of the night's action. No score and little offense in the first half looked like an upset was in the making. But a third quarter flurry from Carr and the Raiders propelled him to 14.44 points for the night. And the Greensdales win it by less than six. Greensdales get their second win of the season in nail-biting fashion. Despite having seven players in double digits on the bench once again. They end the week on two and two. I need to trade or do something to shake things up. Now one and three to start the season. What do you think? Yeah, um, I thought it was pretty shrewd on Green's part here to have Cordell, Cordell Patterson playing. Um, you know, some people were tipping him up to uh, that he was a lock to go in any starting lineup in a flex position. And Green was shrewd enough to uh, listen to those chants and pay dividends for him this weekend. Um... Pretty much both both teams here had guys letting them down, but Green uh, was able to pull it out. Um, very impressive. Uh, it was nice to see Tariq Hill back doing Tariq Hill type things too. He's uh, he's good to watch on the field. Sure and is. As you said, when are when does the rebrand to I need to trade coming? One and three now. Uh, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, I think he has to trade, or he has to do something. Yeah. Something's got to give. There you go. There you go. And so to the beatdown of the week, with each in the midst of a two-game losing streak, Dalvin and the Chipmunks and the strained Saquads Barkley came into this one, each needing a win to get back on track. The Chipmunks saw the return of Dalvin Cook this week, but it was poor as he only got 6.4 points for his day's work. Add in single-digit games from Gordon, Hawkinson again, Ayuk again. Kicker, defense, and an injury to Will Fuller again. And things were looking bad once more. Dak, Burrow, Diggs, and Chase were the only ones to hit double digits. And a low bar was set for victory. Woof. Saquads took full advantage as Mahomes, Galladay, Goddard, Wilson, and a big return from namesake Barkley propelled them into the lead Sunday evening that they would never let up. Despite a goose egg themselves from an injured Robbie Gold, sprightly Saquon's Barkley are back to winning ways and end the week 2-2. Two and two. After a week, one Coach of the Week award, Dalvin and the Speed Bumps 
are on to a three-game skid. Currently one and three. Yeah, Ian is definitely going to be happy here. Um, Mahomes is going to be delighted to see Barkley come back. We've spoke uh, the last couple of weeks about uh, the running back wars that Ian has been having. Um, so it's definitely going to be a positive note uh, for him to uh, have Barkley backfiring at on all cylinders. Yeah. yeah. Um, he shrewdly, again, let's go back to this shrewd, of leaving Carlos Hyde on the bench this week. Well done, Ada. <laughs> and, and, and since dropped. And yes. since dropped. Well done. Well, fine, <laughs> fine play. <laughs> uh, definitely big letdown was uh, was Dalvin Cook for Quinney. Um, really, uh, they just never got going, the Vikings, at all uh, in that game. It wasn't that uh, Cook was particularly bad and Madison did more. They had a similar amount of touches. Um, the offense just never really uh, got clicking. That was a pretty low-scoring game, and um, you know it's hard to get fancy points when the teams aren't scoring. For sure, for sure. All right, game three. So the matchup of Canna's killers and unnecessary roughness. This one was actually quite a good matchup and was back and forth for long periods until garbage time of the late Sunday games. The Killers had 20-point nights from Taylor, Jefferson and Jones, but they were let down by Patrick, Kittle and Swift. Unnecessary roughness had little action in the early Sunday games, but Allen, Moss and Cooper all got into double figures, with Anderson just 0.1 point shy. In the late window of the Sunday games, it was really nip and tuck. But in the late scoring from A.J. Green, Najee Harris and Lamar Jackson that tipped the scales in unnecessary roughnesses direction, which was added to by Waller and the Chargers D Monday night. Tom Brady failed to fire on Sunday and a dud thrown up by Brian Edwards Monday night handed unnecessary roughness an easy win. Both teams end week four, two and two. Unnecessary roughness, two and oh on their return. Come on. <laughs> yeah, since the rebrand, um, two on the bounce. Uh, welcome back to uh, normality, a small bit. Uh, yes, that, yeah. this was actually quite close. Um, closer than the score suggests uh, for for a lot of um, a lot of Sunday's action. It was pretty. Um, you were duking it out there for a good while. Um, mm. It was. Uh, we just spoke about the Vikings game. Justin Jefferson was really the only shining light in that game, um, but it was it was interesting watching uh, watching Brady's return to New England. Definitely, um, I definitely felt like the emotion uh, got to him a bit, and he didn't. Yeah, play well. he was a bit nervous, but the the weather didn't help either. But uh, yeah, he seemed. Oh, to be, he's, he's been playing in that weather for twenty years. It was. He has played it in some time, though. Was, uh, <laughs> I think there was a bit more to it than that. He did look uh, absolutely. But look, I mean, bit, it's and it's totally understandable. Take nothing away from the yeah. man. I mean, he's clearly uh, the best to ever do it, and it's understandable. He spent twenty years in one place. He'd be uh, pretty emotional going back yeah. there. And look, he went in there and came out with the W. What more do you want? Yeah, still scraped the W. Um, uh, without embarrassing his old team, I suppose he was probably doing the most. Yeah, well, I, th- I, th- I think the Patriots left the W on the field. I think, I think they should have, they should have won. It, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, 
I think you're right there, and I think it was more to do with how poor Tampa were rather than how good the Patriots were. Yeah, yeah. The Tampa perhaps. were just very poor altogether across the board, and uh, they're struggling at corner now again. Again, they're struggling at corner. It's going to yeah. hurt them later in the year if they don't get it sorted. Indeed. Indeed. Well, moving on to game four. So on unbeaten, I got these sneaky hustlers, and they took on the two and one, kicking the squibs. Another good game saw studs and duds on both sides Sunday night. The squibs saw a big night from Sam Darnold with Gibson, Chubb, and Murray all adding double-digit games. Robinson, OBJ, Jones, and the defense, though, all failed to fire. The Hustlers had a massive night from Debo once more, with Rogers, Jones, Edwards Alaire, and Kicker Suckup all hitting double digits. These sprinkled in with surprising duds from Godwin, Kelsey, Roethlisberger. So we headed to Monday night. The sneaky Hustlers had more than 12 points to spare, with Renfro and Stud wide receiver Mike Williams yet to play. The squibs just had a tight end and kicker, and it didn't look good. However, tight end Cook put up a huge 19 points, but the kicker only added one more. On the other side, Mike Williams put up a stinker of 2.1 points after three weeks of domination. But step forward, Hunter Renfro, 17.7 points obtained, and leads to another W on the board. The sneaky hustlers remain unbeaten on 4-0. and A two-game slide for the squibs. Leaves them on 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, uh, I was pretty disappointed about this one. Um, made a huge mistake. I didn't actually mean to play um, Marvin Jones. Uh, accidentally left him in for the Thursday night game, and he ended up doing nothing. Uh, so I was pretty disappointed going into the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but definitely, yeah, Hunter Infro was definitely breaking my spirit, to be honest. Because while I was watching that game, I kind of forgot the Ross had run for Infro, and I kept noticing Mike Williams not getting the ball. And I was like, yeah. I might win this one. <laughs> while, while Jared Cook was, was cooking up a storm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, once he got the touchdown, I was like, I thought I was in the mix. But uh, no, no. Uh, forgot about Hunter Infro, and yeah, it's, it's pretty disappointing. But, uh, Look, Ross, solid scoring across the board again. Um, he's going to be a handful for everyone, I think. Yeah, he's the man to catch. 4 yeah. 0. Game 5. So, week 3's goat coach and scrote coach matchup as Adam took on Ben. Ben had something to prove and shot out of the gate with a strong showing across the board. Only the kicker and defense failed to hit double digits. McLaren topped 30 points. While no one else got to 20 points, it was a solid double-figure show across all the skill positions. The mediocre football team couldn't keep pace with this. Kamara, Metcalf, Rogers, Jones, and the kicker hit double digits. But Waddle, Conklin, Kirk, and a goose egg from the Rams D put him in a hole. Big Monday night performances from Herbert and Eckler put some flattery on the scoreline. But the all-apologies anti-vaxxers back in the win column and end the week 2-2. Two and two. Mediocre football team back down to earth and sit 1-3. and three. 
Yeah, a uh, nice week from Ben here. Uh, nice to see him back in the group chat after a brief hiatus on his part. Um, you know, he's solid scoring across the board here. Um, no one really letting him down too much. Um, when you're doing that, you've when most of your players are in double digits, you're having a good week. And yeah, uh, that's going to be difficult to beat for anyone. Uh, Adam, he's back in the real world after um, slaying me last week. He's a uh, Back down to earth for sure. Um, yeah. He's uh he's got some work to do, I think. He's got some work to do. It's just he's just got key guys letting him down cons uh consistently. And uh yeah. bizarre one was Alvin Kamara got no targets. Yeah. I mean what are the Saints doing? What is that? I mean he's your best I mean, receiver. Without, <laughs> without Michael Thomas there, he's your best player and you failed to give him the ball. Yeah. Uh, it's just just bizarre. But like the, bizarre. he, the, he still carried for over hundred yards. But I mean, with no score and no targets, he's just not fancy viable. Not in PPR, he's not. No. Nope. All right. Last but not least, game six saw the unbeaten that so Ravens take on the fantasy football team. That so Ravens had a thirty-plus point outing from DJ Moore. Added to with 20-plus point outings from Stafford, Boyd, and Robinson. The fantasy football team answered back with 20-plus points of their own from Hertz, Elliott, and Montgomery. That's so Ravens had their duds from Pollard, Gaskin, and Jimmy G. The fantasy football team responded with their own duds from Lockett, Ruggs, Hardman, and Shark following his early injury. In fact... The fantasy football team also lost David Montgomery during the match to a medium to long-term injury. This piled on the losses of Claypool and MVS earlier in the week. It's safe to say the sick notes, a.k.a. The Walking Dead, are back. That's all Ravens stay flawless to end the week 4 on 4 and oh. The fantasy football team are gone! But limping in their place are the Sick Notes, a.k.a. The Walking Dead. And they're one and three. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, again, some nice uh, score from Stephen here. Um, he's had a great start. Um, we uh, we kind of thought he would have a good start, and uh, he's proving us right. Uh, Keane, on the other hand, as you said... Plagued by injury, um, at least on, on, it kept him in the mix. At least David Montgomery was kind enough to score all his points before he got injured. But uh, he's going to be a, a gap that needs filling over the coming weeks. And um, don't know if there's a whole pile of depth there on that bench. There's a. I feel like the trade talks are going to have to ramp up a small bit uh, around the league. Lots of people uh, are going to need some help. Yeah, you're gonna to want to start making a move now before uh, before those uh, those playoffs get uh, get get a little bit out of reach. Yeah, yeah, those uh, the the shadow of the post is um is coming quicker to others than than some. So you might want to get out there and start talking to people. Yeah, yeah, and that ends the rundowns for week number four. Let's head to our goat of the week. Deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. 
All right, this week's Goat of the Week, we are giving to Mr. Michael Green. Back after a bad week, into a big week this week, in a shootout against Porrick, comes up with a big score to take a big win and put himself a 2-2, two two, Porrick down to 1-3 and, and not the other way around. Yeah, I feel he did well here. Uh, we mentioned it earlier during, uh, during the rundown of this game. I thought it was pretty shrewd of him to be playing Cordell Patterson and really paid off for him. Um, this was the, the closest game we had this week and he was able to pull out the W. Playing against... It's not often you play against somebody who has a player on their team that scores almost 50 points and you still win. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Doing really well there. Yeah, Absolutely. So let's flip to the other side. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. Our scrolled coach of the week was our goat coach of the week in week one. But Quinny, on a three-game slide, my friend, and a bad loss this week. Bad loss. Yeah, uh, poor loss this week, um... Really getting let down in a lot of spots, and as you said, it's a uh, he's on a slippery slope at the moment. Um, he rolled the dice again this week with the likes of Brandon Ayuk, who was on the missing list again for uh, the Niners. It was all Debo. Uh, he just has some question mark guys like that across the board, and uh, maybe needs to get that sorted out. Poor week. Yeah. Okay. Let's look ahead to week number five. <laughs> really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. All right, the road ahead for week five. We've got the two and two unnecessary roughness on a two game win streak. Taking on the two and two, all apologies, anti-vaxxers. Will I be quiet or loud next week? Remains to be seen. Juicy, juicy matchup. The sprightly sick ones, Barkley. Back in the winning column this week, two and two. Take on a one and three, I might have to trade. This is a pivotal, could be a pivotal week for Park and his side. A win keeps him in touch. A loss to one and four would be a would be a bad, bad, bad start. Yep. It's pressure filled. No more so than Adam and the mediocre football team. One and three. Taking on the four and juggernaut of that so Ravens. Not gonna be easy. But again, it's one he needs to get. Similarly for Quinny, on the back of a three-game losing streak. Now 1-3, and three, taking on the other 4-0 juggernaut. I got these sneaky hustlers. Again, one he's got to have, but one that's going to be difficult to get. We've got a 2-2, two and two, kicking the squibs on a two-game losing streak. Trying to snap the streak against... Greendale's Benchwarmers, also 2-2. Two and two. And finally, a 2-2 two and two Kenneth Killers, 
coming off a week three loss, take on the Walking Dead, who are also on the three-game slide on one and three. Need to have a week five win. Already, we're in week five, and there are pivotal matchups here. Yeah, uh, there are some real interesting ones here. Um, definitely looks could be game of the week yourself and Ben there. Uh, that's going to be a slugfest. Uh, as you mentioned, Adam and Quinny both up against it. Both one and three, running into the four and all juggernauts of Ross and Stephen. And a nice little uh, grudge match between Keen and Kieran. Um That's definitely uh, always a fun one down through the years. Yeah, always one to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm definitely pretty nervous going into the, this matchup with Green. Uh, he's been, uh, he's got some high, uh, high-powered uh, players there. Yeah, so it's yeah. really tricky one to try and stop the slide, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, we got a brand new segment for you on this week's podcast. Hit it. <laughs> You're last. This is, of course, we're going to have a weekly look at our other football league, the one that started it all, our redraft, if you're not first, you're last. Let's have a quick look at how things are shaping up through four weeks. Week four. Saw a big win for Kenneth Killers to move 3-1 and one over Unnecessary Roughness, who were unbeaten up to that point. Both teams end 3-1 after week 4. Dalvin and the Chipmunks, Anus side. Three-game losing streak now, going down this week to Ben. And his Team Ben Alexander team. What kind of name is that? Good Lord. He's 2-2. Two and two. The suckiest bunch of sucks. Who earns his own team here? Gets a gets at narrowest of victories over the hot chub time machine. And Adams beaten by 1.4 points. Skin of my teeth. Skin of your teeth. Which I didn't mention. An even closer game than that was Kenneth Killer's win over Unnecessary Roughness. Just 0.72 points in it. Won by a Darren Waller tackle after an interception. Sickening. Dak to the future. Andrew Ancy got his first win of the season. Over Ross and Team Rocky Who. I mean, Jesus, get on these get on these team names. And finally, the fantasy football team! Three and one after their first loss of the season to Mr. Meeseeks and the Destroyers of Michael Green. Finishes the week two and two. So when we look at the table, no divisions here. Ten teams. We got three teams. All in three and one. Fantasy football team, unnecessary roughness, Kenneth Killers all lead the way three and one. Ben's team. Mr. Meeks and the Destroyers. Team Rocky Who. Suckiest bunch of sucks all two and two. Adam just not having a good fantasy season so far. Three and one and three in this league as well. Hot Chub Chai Machine. 
Back to the Future. And Ain is delving into Chipmunks. All one and three to start the season. A couple of big losing streaks going on there. Yeah. And uh, all to play for heading to week five. Yeah, for sure. Another tight league. Um, tight scoring games. Uh, and a tight, uh, a tight fixture list there at the minute. Um, everyone uh, within two games of each other. No one unbeaten. No one yet to win. Everyone's getting a taste of everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And week five looks like a 3-1 and one unnecessary roughness. Take on a 2-2 two and two Rocky Who. A 1-3 and three Davlin and the Chipmunks take on a 1-3 and three Dak to the Future. One of them's going to end up 1-4 and four after week five. That'll be tough to get out of. 2-2 two and two, Sucky Sponge of Sucks take on a 3-1 and one fantasy football team. Big game that. A 3-1 Kenneth Killers take on a 1-3 Hot Chub Time Machine. The Chubs need to get a Chub out of that one. And a 2-2 two two, Team Ben Alexander take on a 2-2 two two, Mr. Meek Seeks and the Destroyers. Yeah, Last to play for. Going to be some close games. Last to play yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, that's a rundown of the league no one seems to care about. As it's been uh, been uh, known lately, but uh, no, we're going to keep an eye on it. We want everyone to uh, keep involved, and uh, yeah, we'll see how it pans out. Will we get any anyone anyone going to win the double? It's up in the air. It's a big ask. It's a big ask. It's it sure is. That's a big ask. It's a, oh, wow. <laughs> it's a big ask to win one of them. That's yeah. not win two. <laughs> Alrighty, that does just about does it for the Ball Steep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. True four weeks, as Owen said, we're just about a quarter way through the season. We've got another 12 weeks of fantasy to go, including the playoffs and championships. And, uh, ooh, lots to play for. Pivotal matches this week. Set those lineups. Check out the London game early on Sunday afternoon. Enjoy the feast of football that is Sunday this week. And we will talk to you after week number five. Over and out. Bye.